Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. My name is Nkozi, and normally I'd introduce my co-host, John, but sadly, he's feeling a little under the weather this week. He does send his love to everybody who listens to the podcast, so it's just going to be rolling with me the entire time. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things that have come up. Uh, we're going to first talk about the Barbie teaser trailer that came out, as well as a really interesting dynamic that's happened with that now. And also, we're going to talk about the Pokemon series and how a fan favorite in the anime is going to make his final goodbye soon. So we're just going to revisit that and talk about the love that we have for that character, as well as how big of a role Pokemon has played since it's especially been in the U.S. It's been 25 years, so it's been a long time, and we're just going to pay a little bit of an homage to that. All right, so let's get started. The first topic I wanted to talk about is that on July 21st, 2023, there's going to be an incredibly interesting discussion that's happening because two movies are coming out on that same day in theaters wide release and it's going to it brings back a memory of one that I had with my sister one time when she went to the movies uh in this story she was going to the movies she told me because she knows I love movies and she said, hey, I'm going to go see two movies today. And I said, great, perfect. What are the two movies? And she said, the first one I'm going to see is I'm going to see Thor Ragnarok. And I said, great. That's a really fun movie. You're going to have a great time. Right. So what's the second movie? And then she said, oh, and then I'm going to watch 12 Years a Slave, which, of course, I reacted as, yeah. 12 Years a Slave is a great movie. I mean, you should see it. I'm not sure you should see it in that manner, though. Because, obviously, 12 Years a Slave is a sad movie. Whereas, Thor Ragnarok is a happy movie. I feel like you should switch those up. And she told me she was fine, so I said, okay. Later on, I get a text after she's watched both movies, and she said, you were right, I should have watched Thor Ragnarok last. Because I should have ended the night on a fun note instead of ending the night on a very sad note. I only bring this up because on July 21st, 2023, we're essentially going to get that exact same situation happen in theaters. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Now, of course, the two movies I'm talking about is one movie called Oppenheimer, which is a documentary about, you know, the actual scientist, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the guy that helped create the atomic bomb. And as I mentioned before, the Barbie movie. And these two movies could not seem any more different if you tried. One is a dark documentary 
about the guy that, of course, made the atomic bomb, the guy that is famous for a phrase where he says, I've become death destroyer of worlds. It has a star studded cast where it's led by Killian Murphy, who is mostly well known for his uh, Netflix series, Peaky Blinders, which he's amazing in. It's got a star studded cast. It's got Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Gary Oldman, James Remar, Matt Damon is in the movie. It's directed by, you know, Christopher Nolan, who's known for The Dark Knight and, you know, Inception, all that stuff, all these great movies. And then on the other hand, you have the Barbie movie, a comedy where Margot Robbie is the titular Barbie. And it has just as much, if not more, of a star-studded cast. It's got Will Ferrell. It's got Ryan Gosling. It's got, you know, Rhea Perlman, Kate McKinnon, Michael Sarah, Simu Liu, America Ferreira, Kingsley Benadir, the guy that played Malcolm X in One Night in Miami. You know, all of these big names. Issa Rae is in the movie. And it's being directed by... Greta Gerwig, the same lady that directed Lady Bird and Mistress America, these very serious movies that aren't really comedies, is now directing what looks like one of the biggest comedies of the year. And it just has everyone interested saying, what in the ever-loving anything is this movie going to be is it going to be absurd is it going to be serious is it going to be just a complete fantasy and from the teaser trailer that just dropped the only answer we got seemingly is yes that's the answer that we got where it starts out and an homage to 2001, A Space Odyssey. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. That's a pretty old movie. But it has these young girls playing in a desert, you know, with dolls. As a narrator is like, since the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. But the dolls were ever, were always and forever baby dolls until Barbie and they have Margot Robbie as a giant standing there in a bathing suit with sunglasses on. And then they show the little girls smashing their baby dolls as in like, oh, my God, Barbie is now here. We can get rid of these toys and just embrace the Barbie. And it shows you little flashes but we still don't know anything about the movie. It's a great teaser. You know, a teaser is supposed to tell you something and yet not give away any details of the plot, which this absolutely does. And I have no idea how this movie is going to be. This is the weirdest set of two movies that come out on the same day with two wildly different takes 
and everything like that. And I said that story in the beginning because I'm probably going to do that. I'm going to go watch Oppenheimer in the morning, just get this dark, gritty documentary out of the way, you know. Also, because it's Christopher Nolan, apparently Christopher Nolan simulated a nuclear explosion with regular explosives in real life. So, I mean, this is Christopher Nolan. This is a guy that, hey, how do I simulate flipping a truck? I'm just going to flip a truck. Or how do I simulate blowing up a building? I'm just going to blow up a building. Christopher Nolan is very well known for using practical effects and using CGI only incredibly sparingly. So I'm going to be incredibly interested to see how that movie turns out. And it's got some great actors. So I think that's going to do well. But then I have Barbie where, you know, Ryan Gosling is Ken. Margot Robbie is Barbie. And you have all these other characters in roles that we have no idea about. We don't know what this movie is going to be, except it's probably going to be a hundred percent absurd. And I hope I'm going to love it for it. I, I really want to just go see Oppenheimer, be sad or contemplative, walk out of Barbie later on that day and just be happy. Just be like, yes. Oh, thank you, Barbie. You made my dream come true in not ending this day on a bad note. You know, if you can take me from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, that's all I want in a movie going experience. And I, I, I know I've been going on for this for a while, but everybody, please stay tuned to that because it's only going to get more interesting as we start understanding more of these two movies. And if you have the money when they come out and you can see them as a double feature, I think you start with the sad one, then you end with the happy one. I think it's going to be an amazing day to just spend most of your time at the movies. And I honestly can't wait to do that so pivoting from bombs and barbie to of course bulbasaur in terms of pokemon uh we got some kind of sad news but also very you know celebratory in that it looks like ash ketchum the titular character from the pokemon anime that's been running for over 20 years. It's been running for 25 years. He is going to be replaced. He is no longer going to be the main character. And we're going to start to see his swan song. Now, Ash Ketchum has always been a weird place in that for a long time, he was the guy that wanted to be the very best like no one ever was, but he was always a kid. Also, 
in regards to that, they didn't really allow the character to grow up. So we were like, he is the smallest 35-year-old that I've ever seen. And recently, what they've been doing in the anime, if you haven't been keeping up, which is fine, they've been showing that Ash has actually been getting better and better and better. And recently, he actually became a Pokemon champion. So that happened about a year ago. And now what they're showing is Ash Ketchum is essentially going to be known as one of the greatest trainers in the world because he won a Masters tournament, which was called the Pokemon World Coronation Series Masters 8 Tournament. It's a very long name. However, he won the tournament. So now Ash Ketchum will be known as one of the world's greatest Pokemon trainers. And we're going to see, hopefully very soon, we're going to see his swan song. So it's going to be, of course, Ash and it's going to be Pikachu. But my question is, are we going to see old Pokemon that Ash has let go? Because the thing about Pokemon is Ash, even though he always wanted to catch them all, Never caught them all. Didn't even get close. I mean, he caught a lot of Pokemon, but he never caught every single Pokemon. So, even though he's like, I'm going to catch everything, he was always more of a quality over quantity kind of guy. So, the only Pokemon that's really stayed by Ash's side throughout the entire thing has been Pikachu. And Pikachu is just as much of an icon in this show, well, of Pokemon in general, as Ash is. Even more so, Pikachu is an icon for Pokemon, both in the anime and the manga and the video games. So, the fact is, if they're retiring Ash, they're more than likely also going to retire Pikachu because... In the anime, they're one in the same. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Are they going to bring back notable characters from Ash's past? I mean, as we said, the series has ran for 25 years at this point, which made me feel incredibly old. And it made sense because I started first playing Pokemon under the age of 12 so yeah that makes perfect sense that the series will be running for 25 years uh we all had our games that we came in on when pokemon came over from japan with me it was the original pokemon blue i was not a pokemon red guy was pokemon blue show my age I remember playing Pokemon Blue on a Game Boy and being sad that I didn't have the cable that you needed to trade Pokemon with other people because 
you could only trade Pokemon in the Pokemon game when it first came out if you had a cable that would connect to another Game Boy and that would allow you to trade Pokemon between each other. And also, if everybody remembers the first game, you remember, of course, Missing No, which was Missing Number, which was a glitch that everyone used to abuse. Once you got to the Cinnabar Islands, you travel and because it was a glitch in the game, it would duplicate items in your inbox in a specific slot. So it was, hey, first you duplicate rare candies and that would get your Pokemon up. So that way you wouldn't need to worry about maxing out your entire group. You could just max out whoever you need to. And you do that a couple of times. And then when you get the Master Ball, you use that. So that way you can just go around and capture every single Pokemon, spend money, get a whole bunch of resources, and really enjoy your time with Pokemon once you're able to just capture everything. And I that's what that's what I grew up with. So I really identify and love that. Some people grew up with Let's Go Pikachu which was the Pokemon game that was most that most closely mirrored the actual anime where you started out with Pikachu. Uh, some people grew up with Pokemon Gold and Silver. Some people grew up with Pokemon, you know, X and Y. And there are now kids out there who their first Pokemon game might be Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's their first Pokemon game. And they won't ever know the trouble that we had to go through where you see them play Pokemon Sword and Shield and all the Pokemon share XP when they fight battles. And if you played an earlier version of Pokemon, you'll just say, well, back in my day, we didn't share XP between Pokemon. We had to train them each individually unless we got an item that allowed us to share it with all Pokemon individually. And it was tough. You know how hard it was to get a Magikarp to a Gyarados? It was brutal. And all of those things that we all had to go through. We don't have to because, well, at least in the newer games, we don't have to because we complained enough and we got those out of the game, thankfully. So... Really, it's it's going to be interesting to see where the new series goes. Um, they've already released images of the next titular characters. They're going to have updated starters, obviously. There's even some speculation that the new characters, one of whom it will be a girl is actually going to be Ash's daughter. And she's just going to go out into the world with her Pokemon and start her own Pokemon journey. It's not a bad theory. I think that would actually be pretty cool. But I I really just want to talk about this with you because I loved Pokemon for so long that, you know, it's kind of sad seeing things move on to this new generation that won't even remember Ash, but 
I'm glad to see that it is still moving forward and that at least even with these new Pokemon, I can still connect it to my old Pokemon and how much fun I had with that and how I can have that fun with my niece and nephew and with younger generations where we can now all connect knowing, well, I grew up with the original 151 Pokemon and now there are over a thousand, but I think that's fun. I think it's a great way and I think I just I love the fact that we can all connect with Pokemon at the end of the day. Uh, so I also was going to reveal my ultimate starter list. So let me go about doing that. So considering that we're talking just got finished talking about Pokemon. I'm just going to launch right into the very nerdy part of my Pokemon love, which is building teams in Pokemon. I used to love doing this. Obviously, I don't do it as often, but I did look through some of my games to see what was a very optimal team that I pulled. And I'm sure that some of you may say, well, this team will have some weaknesses and I don't care. So here are some ground rules that I laid out for when I was building these teams, obviously. So number one, only six Pokemon. Number two, no legendaries. And number three, this team cannot use any Mega Evolutions or Gigantamaxes or anything like that. These are just as these Pokemon are in their base form with this team what could i beat and in my experience especially in the later games there was literally nothing that i couldn't beat with this team so the first pokemon that i used to love getting from even the first edition all the way to the latest one is gyarados and the reason why i love gyarados is it used to be oh magikarps are useless but if you really, really pushed hard, if you struggled, then you would get Gyarados. And Gyarados is incredibly strong. Anybody that's played Pokemon knows that Gyarados is an incredibly strong Pokemon. And when you find a Gyarados, you would absolutely catch it. Whereas if you find a Magikarp, you throw it away. Or you'd struggle, like I did, for hours to level up a Magikarp into a Gyarados and then once you've leveled up that Magikarp into a Gyarados it becomes an absolute problem for any team that you face in the game because it can do so much damage and is so incredibly strong. The second one that I love to use was Hitmonchan. Now Hitmonchan was my fighting specialist I love Hitmonchan because Hitmonchan was one of the few fighting Pokemon that could learn a lot of different moves. I mean, I used to love the fact that I would load up Hitmonchan with so many different kinds of punches. So that way, no matter what the situation was, Hitmonchan is going to hurt you 
with something that you probably are going to be uh, not resistant to or you're going to be weak towards it. So he is definitely going to hurt you really, really bad with that. So I used to love using that strategy. And even when I've gone back and tried to use that strategy again, I found I still love it. Uh, the third one is Metagross. Now, Metagross is from the third generation. It is a psychic steel type, and it would just run roughshod over everything. It's actually considered one of the pseudo-legendary Pokemon in that it isn't a legendary Pokemon, but it's damn near close, and it would just... It was my psychic specialist whenever I got it, and there was nothing anybody could do to stop me when I had Metagross. So my, obviously on the other side, I would need something that was a ghost type. And for that, I used to always lean on Gengar. Gengar was my dude. He loved him in the anime. And I always loved that he was a very strong, especially when they gave him poison as a secondary type. Ah, oh, Gengar used to do so much damage. Gengar was an absolute problem. Now, my fifth Pokemon, of course, is going to be an original starter. And that's going to be the starter I love the most. And that is Charizard. Now, if you've played the original Pokemon Red or Blue, you know that Charizard used to be the hardest one to progress through, especially early in the game. Like Charizard became a beast afterwards, but if you selected Charizard, you were actively making the game harder for yourself because any of the other two Pokemon any of the other ones, if you selected Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur would get you through the first gym no problem. And then you'd have to use some help to get to the second gym. If you selected, you know, Squirtle, he would get you through the first gym no problem. And then he'd help you with the second one. Charizard could not really help you with the first gym and was really really bad against the second one so he used to have so much issues you'd have to train up other pokemon just to get them up to help you get through the first two gyms and then you know charmander would start going through and especially once he got to charizard oh he was a problem for everyone so he's my legacy i always bring him over if i can and he just destroys so many Pokemon. And my final one, this isn't for optimization. This is just because I love this Pokemon that is Gravedower or Gard Gardevoir. I like this Pokemon because when I was starting to pick up my last Pokemon game, which was Sword and Shield, I haven't played the new one just yet. Mainly because I've been busy and also the con the reports about the glitches and the problems that are happening in the game are a little concerning for me. 
I picked this Pokemon up early on and she was just a monster. So unless you were completely immune to her moveset, you were going to get taken down probably within the first one or two rounds, especially since they had a dragon gym in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I would just run roughshod through that. That was really fun. So I put that on there as an honorable mention from the newest generation because I just loved that Pokemon and I love the team. But if you guys have your teams that you loved, you know, I would love to hear from you. I would love to see what kind of really technical builds that you were able to push in there or just the craziest things that you did in Pokemon. So that way, you know, we could all share the love of this while we celebrate the legacy of this fictional character ash ketchum all right and with that we will bring this episode to a close so as i say always if you want to try and find me don't however if you want to reach out to the podcast more than happy for you guys to reach out you can find us on several places you can reach out to us in our email. That's two sides podcast at gmail.com. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at two sides of a coin. We post clips three days a week. Our new episodes always drop on Wednesdays. And you can also find us on Twitter at two sides coin. You always will find out from Twitter and from our Instagram when we drop our episodes. We also drop our episodes on YouTube. So if you want to listen to them there, feel free under the two sides of a coin a YouTube channel. So everybody, I hope you have a great week. Uh, John should be back up and running uh, next week. So... Everybody have a great weekend and hey, you got to catch them all.